another episode of Combat and Coffee, Paulie Malanaji. Here with Big Jimbo. What's going on, bro? What's We're in California, Paulie. California. California. Yeah. I know. California. Why are no you doubt here? about it. BYB. Right here. BYB. We're doing, uh, you know what's funny about California? Um, the commission won't allow bare knuckles. So BYB in California is going to be with MMA gloves. So it's going to be boxing in a triangle, in, a, in the trigon, as we, as we call it, uh, with MMA gloves. So that's what I'm doing. Uh, that's what I'm doing here. And uh, we're going to go on air uh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, the, uh, what's tomorrow night's date? Uh, it is going to be the 27th. So I'm going to air 27th. this tomorrow. So it'll yeah. be tonight. Uh-huh. And, and, and anybody that's jumping out to you that's on the card? or. Nah, they're always a bunch of crazy bastards on this card. These cards, honestly, it's like uh, it's not as big of a card as we usually have. Because, like I said, it's, it's not bare knuckle this time, so we got a little bit of a smaller card. We're working with Roy Engelbrecht. You know, he always does the the shows out here in the hangar. So we're working with Is him. Is he gonna be in the hangar? Yeah. So uh, you know, that's what we're doing the, the card. It'll be a good fun card, honestly, bro. We're, with BYB, it's just, it's it's always good fights. You know, Trigon. The Trigon yeah, is a small. It's a Trigon. The smallest. The yeah. smallest com- sports service in combat sports. No matter who you throw in there, it always winds up being a good fight. Uh, so, it, it, honest, I like working these fights. They're shorter fights. They're they're uh, uh, they're very intense. Uh, the guys can't run because there's no space in there, and uh, it's, uh, it's 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 a good fight. It always winds up being fun. You know. Yeah. So that's it. And um, yeah, to just just to start, we haven't we haven't seen each other in person since September. I just wanted to ask you, since that last September when I saw you in LA, what has been your favorite fight? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. Is it can it? Mine is the Better Beef fight. Uh, yeah, January. Better Beef was fine. But yeah. Better Beef was fun. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm not gonna remember from September. Honestly, I got I got a short term <laughs> memory. I don't. I got a bit short term memory. I don't know. Like, if you bring something up, like the Better Beef fight was a fun fight. But I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna remember everything. You know, uh, we've had some good fights though since September. It's, it's all right. Well, right. we'll just start with the one last week. Um, all right. Tank Davis Tank Garcia. Davis I know we've gone all over and Tank talked Davis about it. Tank Davis and, and, and Ryan Garcia. Um, you know, I went into the fight. I was going back and forth. I believe I had picked Tank on the Pro Box TV prediction and the week before because I couldn't go. I was going back and forth with this, but on, on Pauly TV, I ended up picking. Uh, Ryan, and if your pick is gonna be Ryan, you gotta go early because honestly, I mean, I, I, I always felt even even in picking Ryan, if the fight starts to go late, it's gonna just get worse and worse for Ryan. And honestly, that's how it ended up being. It ended up being worse and worse for Ryan in each passing round. It's just it wasn't really advantageous for Ryan even in the beginning, maybe the first round, you know. Uh, but after that, I thought uh, uh, you could just see the levels of both guys. Like the difference in levels, you know, like you can see Javante constantly taking it up a level every round. He's given different looks, he's given different angles, he's he's given different level changes, the, the fainting in different ways, and he's using the, all these deceptions. He punches off of all of them, he counters off of all of them, and he's closing the gap little by little, more strategically and more regularly every single round. To the point where, by the time the fight ended, yes, he had the knockdown in the second round, and I thought that changed the momentum a lot. I thought that took Ryan's confidence away, but by the time he got the second knockdown. It was already, you could feel like the walls had closed in on Ryan. Like, he had no answers to keep this guy off of him. He, he uh, Javante had a radar on all Ryan's offense by that point. Nothing was really landing that was going to get with Javante's respect. We know Ryan can punch, he can get you, so he can get your respect that he can hit you. But Ryan now not only couldn't hit Javante, but everything he was throwing, Javante had a radar on it and was reacting to it and making him pay for it. So it was getting to the point where Ryan was getting gunshot, which means Javante's getting a little closer. I'm just trying to put you in the, in the mind of a stressed fighter when a guy's starting to get that close to you and, he, and he's getting comfortable we getting that close to you and you can't get him off you and that's sort of where ryan was and then he got hit with the body shot and everybody talks about the body shot it wasn't that hard listen 
I've been hurt with a raking body shot. You know what I'm saying? I remember Edna Cherry, Edna Cherry fight. Edna Cherry hit me with like a raking body shot, like a, like a, like ripped across. It looked like it didn't even land. And I can remember like that that that, that crap hurt me. And like I had to like, like, I had to play I had to play possum. Um, but that wasn't really a kidney shot. That yeah. was up in the rib area, but it, it kind of reverber, reverberates to your liver because because you're exhaling. He, Ryan yeah. was throwing a right hand, so he's not protecting by by holding in his, his breath. So when he's throwing that right hand, even if he gets it a little higher, it, it reverberates to the to the liver and that was enough to put him down i'll tell you that i'll tell you that it was definitely enough to put him down because like i said i i especially you're already stressed you're kind of hurting javante's already starting to land a little bit more it's not like the first body shot you took of the night you know what i mean so he's starting to get to you and then that puts you down but i will say i don't think it was enough to keep him down i think what kept him down was the knowledge of what was waiting for him if he continues you know, and what's waiting for him if he continues is a bad beating because at this point he knows already. He's already been experienced for a round, round and a half already. Even if he did a decent, had a decent six round, he had to work so hard just to have a decent six round. Just to have a decent six round. He had to like give it his all, you know? So he knows like there's no freaking way he's going to be able to keep this guy off him. And if he can't keep this guy off him, this guy's going to beat on him because this guy hits hard. He's already felt his power. He's already been down. He can't get his he, Ryan can't get his respect because he can't hit him. It, it's gonna get really, really bad. And so I think, from the way I can judge that situation, Ryan was hurt enough to go down, but not hurt enough to stay down. What kept Ryan down was the knowledge of what's waiting for him if he gets up, and what's waiting for him. We all know what's waiting for him. If you understand what you're watching there, what's waiting for him is it's gonna get really, really bad. And he didn't want to dig in and say to himself. Let me see if I can figure out a way out of this. He had already told himself, when you stay down like that, you already told yourself, I don't have it in me to figure out a way out of this. I, I can't figure it out. He's better than me, and I accepted the, the defeat. And that's sort of that's sort of what uh, what it comes down to. I can remember Alexis Arguello talking about that in, in the prior fight, where he says, uh, I think in the second prior fight, where he took the count, and he and he described that. He said, I remember I look at the referee, and I just admit, okay, this man is better than me, and uh, you know, I can't I can't hack him. And that's, a, and that's, and that's an all-time great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is, I'm not comparing Ryan to Alexis Arguello, but it's the same same situation, only Ryan's nowhere near as hungry. Because, you know, Ryan Murray has plenty of money. He's not really fighting. A guy like that is not fighting for greatness. Because when you're fighting for greatness, you know, money's not going to really be important to you. Because Ryan has never won a world title. He's never been a champion. So, so you know, the desire to stay in a tough fight like that has to be something within you. It's, it's not financial, because financially you're not struggling. And that's why it's very, very hard if you're not struggling, if you're not coming from a place of struggling, to go through the ladders all the way up to the top of the sport, unless you come from a place of struggling, you know? And I don't think Ryan uh, has been in a place of struggling uh, for a long time. Well, you think this will send him to that? Hell no. The guy's worth like $20 million. Hell no. <laughs> no shot, you know? I think, I think what it's going to do is, you know, it may bother him mentally because people are, uh, you know, people are uh, probably giving him a whole bunch of crap now talking. But I don't know, man. I don't, it, it, it depends on what kind of person he is inside to see how much it bothers him. Can Ryan win a title in boxing? I think he can. Yeah, I mean, especially that I think a lot of these guys are going to start leaving the weight class. Mm -hmm. There might be a title to grab for Ryan, but I don't think it's going to be that easily in the next couple well, of years. He's going up to 140. Well, Oscar told us at Pro Box TV in the interview I gave him that he's going to stick around at 135 for a while. Oh, you know so what I mean? He said in the post fight uh, that he was going to 140. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he goes to 140. But at 140, it's hard, bro. At 140, listen, at 135, it's tougher because. The belt's most likely going to stay top rank because Shakur is going to go from Lomachenko to, to Shakur. Yeah, I yeah. said it. Lomachenko is going to beat Haney. So, so uh, I also uh, think that he's, so, he's rubbed off on me. I was saying so, Haney for the belt. So, so, 
No, no, but even we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But when the fight actually got signed, more and more people started picking Lomachenko again. You know, like yeah. the people's better yeah. senses got to them. You know, everybody before it was signed was a big timer. Now, now all, all, all the race baiters are picking Haney, and that's it. You know, everybody else with a, with a regular mind is picking Lomachenko. Yeah. After Cotto, how did you rebound? Because that was kind of a similar. Again, I had knocked down the second round. Yeah, I was knocked down in the second round too. Yeah. I actually broke my orbit bone in the second yeah. round with the knockdown. But what I'm saying is, again, how do you rebound from that? Or how? Well, you, you rebound first of all. I don't have I didn't have the money Ryan had for yeah, so, yeah. so like I was still like chasing money because I, I literally had come had to get something I had nothing you know I was just starting to make more money at that point in my career so I had to stay there because if I that was the money I was gonna make it wasn't gonna be enough you know so so I was just starting to make more money I needed to stay at that level you know so and plus again I mean the desire to win a world championship you know is years of years in the making at that point. You know, when I won the world title, it's, it's it was 10 years to the exact month that I started boxing. So a full decade's worth of work, you know? I started boxing in June 97. I won the world first my first world title in June June 2007. So again, it, it's it's just that uh, you have to have that inner dog, that inner desire and especially if you've never been a world champion. I mean, Ryan didn't even want to find out what he had inside him. He, went, he, he chose to stay down. He didn't want to find out what he had inside because that, that's, a, that's a what you have inside of you moment. You know what I mean? Like, Ryan didn't want to find out. And I, don't get me wrong, man. I mean, there, there could be moments where in your career, like, I'll be honest with you, could I have gotten up for the last body shot I took in my, my boxing career against Eggington? Maybe. It would have been close. Maybe. I could have tried maybe a little harder. But by that point, I knew I didn't, I, I didn't want to face that. What was, I was getting tired. I have no legs. I, mean, I don't have my young was legs anymore. Was that the one body shot that really took you out? I've been hurt with other body shots, but yeah. that was, you know, that was a body shot that actually ended the fight. But what I'm saying is, similar situation hurt me. I could maybe get up right at the end of that count, but then I'm in a close fight. I have to battle my way against a really hungry guy who's bringing yeah. a pace, and I don't have the legs I used to have, and I don't know if I have the desire to go through a kind of war because it's going to have to become a real physical fight in the second half of the fight. The first half of the fight, I was able to box, but I was, I was wearing down. Same thing with Ryan. The second half of that fight is going to become a physical fight, but the difference is Ryan's in his mid-20s. I was in my mid-30s, two world championships into my career already. You know what I mean? And that's why I retired after that. I said, if I'm going to be that guy, I'm, I'm going to refuse to be that guy and continue boxing. If I, if I can't be the guy that I need to be, if I can't be the guy that when the question is asked, I, I, I answer yes with a resounding yes and I continue fighting, then I, I don't want to keep fighting. Ryan made that decision to not keep fighting when, it, when the going got tough in, in, in the middle of his 20s. And so could he, does he have too much money? Yeah, but if money was all, what is what it was all about, then I don't know. What is the self-worth of winning a world championship? That's, that's important to me, man. That's well, important. What would be your next step if you were him? And you want to keep I don't know. In, in the game. I mean, listen, Ryan's always going to val bring value to this to, to his fights. He's gonna he's gonna be able to make money fighting, you know, the Fortunas of the world and the um, the the the, the, the Manuel Tagos of the world. You know, he'll, he'll I'm sure the uh, zone will keep paying for his fights because you know he, he gets ratings. Listen, I'll man, watch. they they sold 1.2 million pay per views. Yeah. that's that's both of them. That's the fight in general, and that's but that's both of them. You know. In, in a fight that was that involved one guy who's been a world champion at one weight class, not five like they try to tell you in on the, on the broadcast. That was a lie. John Davis has been a world champion at 130 pounds, and that's it. He's never been a world champion at 135. He's never been a world champion at 140. Flat out lie. Those are fake belts. They're counting. And then Ryan, who's never been a world champion at all. So they sold 1.2 million pay-per-views in a non-title fight. One guy who's never been a world champion, and one guy who's been a world champion at a lower weight class, and 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 never at the current weight class, and yet. They sold 1.2 million pay-per-views. I mean, they sold it to you like a fake championship fight. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but anybody in the know knows. And yet they still sold 1.2 million pay-per-views. So the popularity of these guys 
is really, really to another level. But I think Ryan brought more popularity than Javante, despite the fact that Javante is very popular at this point. Yeah, and, and you know, with Javante, it, the IQ is so high, but you, people, you know, sometimes you become that like that basic boxing fan because you just fall in love with the power so much that you forget to look at the other qualities. And sometimes they're not there. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's literally just a puncher. Javanta really, like again, I said, he took out Ryan with a high IQ and then power. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just took him through the levels. Like, all right, we're going to start at, in first grade, and we're going to go up second, third, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, and we're going to zoom up these levels. And, man, I mean, by the, by the time the fight ended, Javanta, you could see he was, he was Ivy League level, but he didn't even get there yet. And already Ryan couldn't keep up. You know what I mean? He didn't, you could see Javanta was going to take it to an Ivy League level of boxing. And Ryan was trying to keep up, and he was, like, in first gear compared to Javante's just take, going into fifth gear. As far as the levels, the rate at which he was raising the levels, different looks, different deceptions. I mean, it was so, it was very, very impressive to watch. And you don't even, I'm telling you, I don't think you saw the best of Javante yet because you haven't seen a guy to take him to that point. Because as soon as, he's got so much power, as soon as he gets a timing, he takes you out of the fight. But if a guy can stay in that fight when Javante goes through that high level... I wonder how good Javante could be. You know what I mean? At that Who point. Who is that guy, you think? I don't know, man. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a Shakur, maybe a Haney, maybe a Lomachenko, you know? I, I, I don't know. But I don't even know if you're going to get these fights, bro, because these guys are in a different these guys are in a different stable, and you got network battles and all this crap, you know? So I don't even know, bro. I don't even know. Now we know we're going to get Javante. Now Javante got his Ryan Garcia win, which was like the Super Bowl win. Yeah. So now he's going to go back to fighting guys you never heard of. And, and that's the problem. Re you know? the rehydration clause if he puts that with somebody, you know? Like I mean, listen. I mean, the rehydration clause, he did it. But, I mean, listen. Everybody does a little bit of something. Honestly. Again, level-wise, the rehydration calls would start coming to play later in the fight anyway. I mean, he, the fight changed after the round two knockdown. You know, that's it. The fight changed after the round no, two No, I'm knockdown. saying, like, will anybody else take those stipulations with him? Like, like Ryan did, if you want somebody You else. know what? Because Javanta won this fight, he now becomes a bigger deal. So the more bigger of a deal you are, the, the, more, more, the more pull you have. I mean... It's been done before. It's not like this is the first time. Yeah. I mean, people say about talk about Floyd, but Ray Leonard was fighting in in football stadium sized rings every time he fought. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you know, like the the and he was making the rules. Like when they were fifteen round title fights, he made them twelve rounds. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so, like it, when you have the cards, you just do that. And I think everybody does that. I think I think whether anybody wants to take those deals or not. A win like the one Javante just got puts him in a position where he's going to have even more of the strong cards to negotiate that way in the future, you know? So yeah. it's not really going to matter if you want to do it or not. I mean, don't get me wrong. You get into a, Sh a Shakur Stevenson kind of fight, you know, both guys are at that level. But that, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, unfortunately, unfortunately. Well, uh, Can you imagine if you, if you got that kind of fight right now? You know, you, boxing used to give it to you. Like Leonard and Hearns fought in there like early to mid twenties, yeah. you know. Boxing used to give you those fights. Can you imagine if boxing was cool like it used to be? Where, where well, we got one. Where, right? I know it wasn't a world championship fight, but I, mean, I feel yeah, like they called them the four princes, and they actually fought. Yeah, they call, fought. They call them the four kings, but really, yeah. were they? I mean, look at the level Ryan. Ryan was so much less level. Than no, him. I know. I mean, I know. And Ryan was never a world champion, yeah, so he was. They were putting his name into, into the popularity that, contest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, listen, it was. It, 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 the the kings the king stuff you gotta really really have fought each other. Yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised with Tank's popularity with just 
people who don't fall boxing. All my yeah, friends no, are talking no, about no, like, no, oh, no. Jamonta Davis is they, known. He's a known entity. No, he's a known entity. Yeah. He's a known entity. He's and they're a, me, they're like, Jim, you got tank, you got tank. And, I'm like, I, and, the, and I this do, win but. is gonna make him a bigger, bigger deal. This win is gonna make him bigger because Ryan brought a different kind of fan base, and he also was very popular. You yeah. know, so. But you know what? Haney's got a little bit of a pull. For me, this was just the appetizer. Honestly, for me, it was the Haney Lomachenko is a good ball for me. What are your? I mean, we're almost. 20 days out listen it's a it's a good fight i'm not changing my prediction i remember it was i was giving laney some credit before and and i saw in the comments like paul he's scared of i'm not scared of my prediction bro i, I think lomachenko is a hungry guy i think he's a special kind of fighter in that there's old there's guys even as they get older they stay hungry they stay determined because they always set new goals guys like floyd mayweather was like that even muhammad ali if you think about it like muhammad ali dug down in the thrill in manila he's older already he's got yeah. money already yo he's digging down he's outlasting joe frazier they both dig out they're both trying to outlast each other they're both multi-millionaires they don't you know what i'm saying like this only special fighters that get to a certain age and are willing to just put it all on the line and fight like they're just starting fight like they got nothing fight like they haven't accomplished anything to just keep getting those achieving those goals Again, Floyd was like that, and Lomachenko's like that. And this is Loma's biggest fight and, and since Tio, but that fight didn't have fans, so it's really his yeah, biggest yeah, fight. And that, yeah, because in, that fight was the, the coronavirus and yeah. everything, and, and and also this one has the whole all the the, the talk about it's got you. you. Well, I, I, I think I've promoted this fight very well myself, you know, honestly. Top should, cut, should cut us <laughs> you know, a check. But I, nah, I let those guys content. have it, man. They deserve it. But but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, you know. This fight is, um, it, it's it, again, speaking of Lomachenko, he's he's a guy who's hungry. Like, like for him, this is another new goal. He hasn't won the undisputed title. It's, okay. it's, it's been something that he's always wanted to accomplish. And for a guy like Lomachenko, who's accomplished everything from the amateurs to the pros, to have, still have something that he wants to check off that he hasn't checked off yet, it keeps him that motivated and that hungry, you know? This is not your average 35-year-old. Don't get me wrong. 35-year-olds, they was, again, when you're, av when you're up this level, even at 35, we saw Floyd Mayweather still perform at a very, very high level. And I think we're, we're talking about the same kind of mindset in a fighter that gets older where he'll still be so determined and still be so hungry and he's still so multi-layered with the skill set that it's it's interesting for me because again we haven't have we really seen Haney in a fight where we had to wonder if he was going to win the Cambosos fight we wondered if he was going to win because of the atmosphere at least I did I wondered if it was too too soon for a young man to go in there but then Cambosos went in there and laid an egg bro I mean he didn't even throw any punches then, the, then in the second fight, he came out. He thought he was going to switch righty and lefty constantly. He thought that was going to confuse Haney. I don't know what the hell he was doing. I don't know what kind of game plan he came in in the second fight. You know, like, that, that was even... The second fight, the way Cambosa's fight, was more shocking than the first fight. Because at least the first fight, you say, oh, you know what? You were maybe shocked that he was so poised. The young man was so poised. The young man was so skilled. You were shocked. But to come back in the second fight and lay another egg, bro, I mean, that was crazy. I mean, where you just, you know, you, you thought that you were going to come in and, and run back and forth lefty and righty and not throw any punches off of both stances, no less. And you thought that was going to confuse Haney. What's that your biggest a, knock on Haney? And what's um, your favorite not that, thing it's about not him? A knock. It's, not, about it's, him not, it's not a knock. It's, it's that I haven't seen him push to another level yet. So I don't know if it's there. And so, and that's not a knock because he's been good enough to not be pushed to that level yet. But... My, the, here's where the knock comes in. The knock comes in is where he's talking about the guys who would push him to that level, but then he's always fighting guys who are in there with their canes and, and rocking chairs already on their way out or way been on the way out. Like, like Haney fought Linares and Lomachenko fought Linares. The Linares that fought Lomachenko is multiple levels above the Linares that fought Haney. I mean, you're talking about the guy was in his prime and, and on the pound for pound was when he fought Lomachenko, and then when he fought Haney... 
people didn't even know he was still fighting. Like yeah. a guy I beat had knocked him out in the first round the year before. You know what I mean? A, guy, a, a, a Pablo Cicicano had knocked out Jorge Linares. Oh, really? Right? So you, know, you guys in, have in, a common opponent. In one round. Yeah. In one round, he knocked him out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like if the Cano knocked out Linares, I don't even know Linares is still fighting. Then all of a sudden he's fighting Haney. You know what I mean? So it's not – just because his name is Haney doesn't mean – doesn't mean, I mean, just because his name is Lenaris doesn't mean you fought the Lenaris that Lomachenko fought. You know what I'm yeah. saying? The Lenaris that dropped Lomachenko with a right hand, mind you, you know? So, you got that. You got Gamboa, who I had seen already bust his uh, Achilles tendon in the, in the Jamata Davis fight. And he was like 100, he looked like 100-year-old there. And, he, and then Haney fought him again. You know, you're, you're filling your resume with names. But there were still hungry name guys around that you could have like fought instead, like a, like a Richard Comey or something like that. But you didn't fight those guys. You know, those guys could have made your life a little bit more difficult. You know, you fought the guys who were completely shot. But then you're claiming that Lomachenko's ducking you. You know what I'm saying? So, so yet Lomachenko was looking to unify with Teofimo Lopez. That's not really a duck when you're going after the more important fight with the more money, right? I mean, mm -hmm. so it's, I mean, no, that's... I, I didn't duck Herman and Gojo. He was my mandatory for the IBF title when I fought Ricky Hatton. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, like I, I wanted the Ricky Hatton fights. But, but Herman and Gojo could have said I ducked him because I, I just sort of gave him a rematch, right? But, like, did I really duck him? I mean, I had a fight that was worth multiple times more money, and it was for all the marbles, right? So, so you know, this guy's going around claiming things that he knows himself weren't true, saying things that he knows himself weren't true, claiming he has titles that he knows himself he didn't have at the time. And then, you know, fighting guys that you're like, What? Who are you fighting? You know what I mean? And then the, the Cambosos fight he wasn't supposed to get. You know, it was Lomachenko's fight. It wasn't his fight. It was Lomachenko's fight. And then the war happened. So literally, you know, like, you know when they, we, we call it in Brooklyn when, when you get lucky, you step in shit. Like, he stepped in shit, bro. You know what I mean? Like, he, he stepped in shit and he got, he got the, uh, he got, he wound up getting the, 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 the Cambosos fight instead. And of course, Cambosos had a good night against Teofimo Lopez, but Cambosos had been pretty ordinary prior to the Teofimo Lopez fight and pretty ordinary after the Teofimo Lopez fight. You can never take away what Cambosos accomplished because he accomplished the undisputed title in beating Teofimo. But nonetheless, all in all, when you look at the body of work, it's, pretty, it's a pretty ordinary guy that Lomachenko would have probably wiped, wiped clean. You know what I mean? So, so you're only on the undisputed champion because Lomachenko had a war to, to attend to, a situation that was like very highly stressful. And then... You know, you're talking down about this this guy. You know, what I mean, it's like it's like if I would have fought the Zab Judah fight and I would have disrespected Zab. You know, what I mean, after he's accomplished so much, yeah. like he's been he's older than me. I know he's accomplished so much. I would have never done that. You know, yeah. what I mean, Zab, we had a track, friendly yeah. pre friendly press conferences. You know, what I mean, like I'm not saying you got to kiss his ass, but going into the fight, like now, I'd say you know you got to have your game face on, no respect. Before, like you're talking, you're talking like this guy, like like is somebody like some kind of mutt. I don't know, man. I, and you haven't fought anybody. You haven't tested yourself. You you, have, you clearly haven't wanted to test yourself. Um, Jojo Diaz is his best opponent, but even Jojo was, didn't really fight a hungry fight. You know what I mean? Like he, I don't he, think Jojo he, really knew what to do. Yeah, yeah. Again, I mean, Haney is a good fighter, but he hasn't been pushed to to the level that I I I, I think he can be pushed against Lomachenko. So we're gonna get some answers. I see him like the kind of guy I was. I'm not, I'm not going to knock on my own career, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think I was a good fighter, but if you push me to too many levels, I didn't have a lot of answers. I was a, I was a jab-first guy with a lot of speed and a lot of good reflexes. The difference with me and Haney is 
Haney throws some punches with a little more weight on them. He throws yeah. a little, he throws some heavier shots, but I threw more combinations. Yeah. I, I, I would use my speed instead of trying to load up shots. Haney doesn't throw as many combinations, but he'll throw like a big overhand right, or, or and he'll go to the body a little bit more. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I would like jab, use the same kind of jab setups as Haney. Literally, a lot of them are very similar. Like this, the jab step back, yeah. the fainting off the jab, leading with the jab, trying to draw you in off the jab, all that stuff. Jab first guy, but then I would also. Move my hand, move my hands in bunches. Or I would pick my spots where I would I would put my punches in bunches with a lot of speed. Handy doesn't really do that. He loads up more and he goes to the body a little bit a little bit more often than me. And he loads up more with less combinations. So it's the similarities there. But again, I know that kind of fighter because I was a very similar fighter. And so when you gotta go to different levels and you don't have the firepower, I don't know, man. He's a physically bigger Lomachenko than Lomachenko, but is he is he a physical fighter? Is I, I, you, all this physical size? Okay, but he's not a physical fighter. So is the physical size going to matter that that much? Sure. We saw him knock out um one of his opponents with a big overhand right. I remember that was a really impressive knockout. Um, who was the guy that he beat? I forgot. I forgot his name with a big overhand right. It was a really impressive knockout. But again, it's it, it you know it, it you it's not it's not really a shot that you're going to count on to land on Lomachenko. You you'd have to be very very deceptive to land it. Not to say you can't land, but you have to be very very deceptive with it. You know, and then you need to land it with that same kind of power. And then we know we know Haney hasn't had that that same kind of power every single time. So again, you're gonna see things. You're gonna see a fight where Haney's gonna go to places where he hasn't been. And I'm not saying he can't hang, but I'm very, very curious to see how he reacts when he's taken to this place. You know, um, what's your favorite part in his style? Like, we, I know you, you, you pick my favorite. I like his jab. I like you his like jab. His I mean, dude, I'm again. I mean, I, I, I see the same. A lot of the same traps I used to set up off that yeah. jab. The, 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 especially on the step backs. You know, the way he does, where he, yeah. where he, he knows how to, he knows that he knows how to control range very easily. But some guys are much more deceptive and and don't let you control range that easily. The slow footed guys like Cambosos, you eat those guys up all the time. You know, I would say I, I beat an Australian too, love Morendo, and he actually used to come a lot. Harder than than Cambosos did. Cambosos, Endo in, in in his younger years made everybody's life hell. Watch Endo against Cotto. Watch Endo against Junior Witter. He got robbed against Sean B. Mitchell for the WBA World Title before he even fought me. You know what I mean? So so Endo would make your Endo was 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 a comer all the time. He was did bringing, Endo bringing, fight uh, Yeah, but that was later in his career. I okay. won fifty four just for the money. Mind you, Endo never got stopped no matter what weight he fought. That guy was a crazy bastard. But none of what I'm saying is. He was too slow-footed, nonetheless. He was he actually brought it way more than Cambosos. Cambosos just settled for like, just not, all right, I can't get in. I'm just not going to do anything. But like, Endo wouldn't accept that. He would. He was going to make you work, work, work. But what I'm saying is if you were too slow-footed, I knew how to set those traps with spacing. You know what I mean? And and for the most part, that's, uh, you know, that I think that's what Haney does does very, very well. But once you're a little bit decept more deceptive or if you're quick-footed, Lomachenko's kind of quick-footed too, and we'll see how quick-footed he is with his older age. But it's something. It's a lot of curiosities that be, need to be discussed in this fight. People can say, "Oh, the Jermaine Ortiz, he didn't look good." Well, there, there's something about the Jermaine Ortiz fight. First of all, I think Jermaine Ortiz is better than anybody Haney beat. Anybody, nobody on Haney's record is is better than Jermaine Ortiz. Okay, Haney versus Jermaine Ortiz would actually be a good fight that I'd be, I I I wouldn't I couldn't predict to you who would win honestly between Haney and Jermaine Ortiz. I think those guys are very very evenly matched up. Number one, number two, Jermaine Ortiz had been a sparring partner for Lomachenko, so he he knew who he was dealing with. So it's, it's different when you're going into round one and you've never been in the ring with this guy as opposed to you're going in the ring with this guy and you already know what you're seeing, so you know how to I, I, you know the kind of start you need to get off to just to be confident, you know, because you see uh, Jermaine Ortiz had a specific game plan to put everything in bunches on the end side and and he, and he troubled Lomachenko before Lomachenko settled things down and he took control of the fight so Lomachenko also had come off the war spent the long, longest amount of time outside the gym in his whole career mm -hmm. you know it's a lot of things you can do but you couldn't say oh maybe he's got old. it's one of the you gotta you gotta bring it up but at the same time there's a lot of other things you gotta bring up going into that Ortiz fight you know but we'll see we'll see how the result plays out I, I think Lomachenko wins the fight but we'll see
24 days till your reckoning. Till yeah, <laughs> till my figure. reckoning, yes. Because the thing is, if he loses, you're going to get I mean, more whatever. views. I mean, listen, whatever, man. If he loses, he loses. Listen, I, I picked Ryan in the last minute, right? I don't want to get it, though, you know? Okay. It's, uh, it's two guys, two world-class guys that fight. And like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate it again. And for me, loses, Davis, be for me, for me, Davis, for me, Davis, and 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 Ryan, as big of a fight as it was, was still the appetizer to this one. This is for all the marbles. I'm a boxing guy, bro. I'm a boxing fan. This is the undisputed, undisputed, like, well, yeah, exactly. Relax, I'm undisputed, I'm undisputed lightweight <laughs> title. This is this is what fighting is about. This is what boxing is about. This kind of fight. Okay, you enjoyed Davis versus Garcia. Was a nice appetizer. Got a ton of buys. It was the place to be for the pop. It was a place. It was the popularity place to be because you had all the YouTube people and all the and, and Javante Davis is also very popular. But Haney Lomachenko is the fighter. Fight fans fight. It's it's the fighters fight too. It's the fight every fighter wants to be in. When you start boxing, that's the fight you always dream of being in. And every fight fan, true fight fan, that's the kind of fight they want to see. The undisputed title between two top guys. Okay. So Haney Lomachenko is the fight. That was the appetizer. Haney Lomachenko is the fight. That's the way I'm telling you. Yeah, and in closing, you know, going back to McGregor visiting Ryan Garcia, you know, I forgot. I was, you know, I, I, what I, you know, this happened. No, no, because, you know, I got all the inside sources. McGregor, Conor McGregor had to apologize to Steven Espinosa in order to get tickets to the Javante Davis versus Ryan Garcia fight. Because, you know, everybody knows that uh, McGregor has had issues, uh, his issues, his run-ins with Espinosa in the past, and they were enemies as well. But Espinosa now controls the tickets. It's a Showtime fight. He had to apologize, and this pussy apologized just to get tickets to the fight. How does Espinosa? Conor McGregor, Connie, how does Steven Espinosa's dick taste? Let me. Can you let me know? Because I told him to fuck off when they wanted me to apologize. But how is? I, I want to know because I've already told you you got no balls. We already know you got no balls, but now you just went even, you went, just when I think, thought you couldn't sink any lower, you apologize just for tickets to the fight. Bro, how does Steven's dictates? Can you, can you respond to me, please, on your story? Because I know once in a while you like to place, put the same highlight on, 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 on loop over and over again. The only five seconds you had it from the sparring, so I know you like to do that. Can you let me know how Steven's dictates? Because I would, I could never describe it, bro. Because when they told me to apologize, I told them to blow me. So, so can you, can you, can you tell me, please? Can you, how does Steve, Conor McGregor, how does Steven Espinosa's dick taste? Was it worth those tickets? Let me know. <laughs>